0: in business and life relationships are everything welcome to the people catalyst podcast where we interview top business leaders and learn how they build relationships with their teams clients and those that promote and refer them here's your host business trainer and leader of the people catalyst team carla nelson and welcome to the people catalyst podcast my friend alan fadden
1: hello carla
0: Greetings! How are you today?
1: Oh, I'm happy that we're doing a podcast. It's exactly. always a good
0: thing. Yeah, and you know, this has been a really neat series. When we first decided to do it, it was kind of interesting because we've been looking back at a lot of best-selling books that have been out for a long time that we read way back in the day, and going back and revisiting them has been really fun and really engaging. And um, thanks to all our listeners for reaching out. Social media has been big and getting a lot of email and a lot of traction on it. And we hope this is a really great series that people can use because the business books, what do we do? We read them and then we have to go back to our office. So they're fantastic (laughs) and all these strategies are amazing. Um, However, you know, there's, and from our perspective, there's something missing in the how, and that's really what we're talking about uh, in this series. And today we are gonna be talking about the book, first things first but of course uh the title for our podcast is worst Worst
1: things first (laughs) and why is that because the minute you get on the elevator going into the office you have great intentions and great plans and the minute you get in everything just collapses and when it gets down to the reality of actually doing the things that are in business books it can oftentimes what looks very promising can just turn turn to the worst uh, in, in an instant. We're going to talk about those and see how you can get around that and actually take some of these business books once again and be able to put them to work for you.
0: Yes. Yeah, so th- now, first things first, is probably everybody knows because it was a it wasn't as is popular as uh, the seven habits that sold like 10 million copies but it was the most popular habit within the seven habits and so it was written by Stephen Covey and I do believe the co-writers were what Ro- Roger uh, and Rebecca Merrill and uh, it was published in 1994 and it did sell over a million copies and I'm sure that number still ticking uh, away What it talked about was, you know, the previous, and I think this is really interesting and a different approach to time management is before it was speed and control. How can you do things super, super fast? And what this book talks about is the results on your personal vision and your personal, how you want to put your dent on the universe. So, you know, what you're working on is really not just about getting more done, right? But it's direction versus just getting more done. So it's very future focused. So when you're working in today, you're keeping that future uh, in in mind. And I think that, uh, and it talks a lot about, previously in other books, uh, time management was all about you. So independence, it's all about me. And this book really shifts that and says, you know it 's actually cooperation right it 's interdependence, not independence and I think that really was the big whoa that was different right yep. and that was it was a different from a time management perspective up to that uh, up to this time where and again Stephen talks about the seven habits and, and this is one of the habits is putting first things first. however, man, this book is so rich it 's insane. I would not recommend anyone read it, like sitting down from beginning to end, because you'll probably never like finish it. But there's really four main sections in the book. And it breaks down different things in the section. And I'll just briefly talk about that. for But the, for, for the purpose of this podcast, of course, we're always going to go to the team focus and how you Utilize the team in two different in two different areas of the book. So, section one talks about the clock and the compass, right? So, this is getting things done is not the same as having a lot to do. Um, you know, you want to focus on the things that are important to you, and and also uh, the clock is really a short term look, where the compass is the long term. Um, and what it also talks about is the urgency addiction and gets into the four quadrants. And we'll talk about, I don't want to go into that right now, because we're going to go into that in depth in just a little bit. And then leaving a legacy. So very focused, right? It's very mission, vision, focus. And that's section one. Section two is about to keeping the main thing the main thing. And what it talks about is your different roles in life. So if you're a mother or a father or aunt or business owner or team leader or executive or coach, like it could be whatever your roles are and then how you plan for each of those roles and what's important to you and your vision with those roles and balancing those roles. So are you spending a whole bunch of time as a business owner and you're not as a wife or a husband? What about a parent? So it talks about balancing those roles and the goals associated with it, and that again it comes back to that perspective of long term versus short term. And then in section three, uh, it talks about the synergy of interdependence, and I talked about this being a really like kind of also interesting thing because to put time management in synergy of interdependence was you know a a very interesting approach. Yeah, very new. Yeah, to time management, and so. What it talks about is that you collaborate with people to create things, not the opposite, which is, again, that's that ta-da kind of difference, uh, I think, that was really attractive to others in this book. And then it talks about empowerment from the inside out. So first, it talks about the empowerment from the inside out and why it's important. And then it also talks about what if you work in an organization that doesn't value it that way. How do you approach being in an environment where you are valuing it, but you're in a company, in a culture that doesn't value it? Uh, and then the last part of that is talking about uh, the power um, of um, of principle-centered living, right? And the piece associated with being principle-centered.
1: Yeah. And we like that part especially well, I think, because uh, one of the things and with, with with all er, everything changing all the time and having to deal with that well you get something up as high as a, the level of principles and laws, and they don 't change they endure, and so you can you can start depending on something that you can go back to no matter what happens in the situation. These principles will not change, and so uh, th- th- this is not only comforting but it gets, keeps people on the right track
0: yeah, and I think that goes back to the kind of the aha piece about this book that was new to time management, which is, you know, focus on, don't focus on being busy, right? And it's not just about getting it done. It's about getting it done with a vision in mind and, yeah. and getting
1: the, the bigger, right thing done.
0: Exactly. And the bigger purpose. So, so, but for the purpose of this podcast, cause there's no way we could go through this entire book. I, I want to say this book was like 300 and some pages. I got it right in front of me let me see. I mean, it is a rich, rich book. So uh, if you go through the end appendix, it's 330 pages. But I mean, with the writing in the back of it, it's pretty long, but 306 without the, there's like a workshop in the back of the book. And then a whole bunch of uh, uh, appendices as well. But that's a pretty rich book right there. Uh, And it's small, (laughs) small words. It's not like sometimes in Renaud's school when we tried to get the largest type we could, right? Right, add
1: that paper.
0: Well, hey, you have to write (laughs) a 20-page paper, right?
1: All right, one don't 200 words?
0: Exactly. So we're going to pick out two areas that with the who Do method that you could really, you know, focus on and put gasoline in a match on that. So for the purpose of the podcast uh, today, we're going to talk about the four quadrants, which I referred to earlier, the urgency addiction, and yeah. we're going to talk about the synergy of interdependence.
1: Yeah, I think these are great things to talk about because if you fix these two things and learn the how which is exactly, exactly, it's paradoxical, but the the how is really the who and the when. Uh, If you can attempt these things and get the right people in the right place, doing the right thing at the right time, that's fit. How do people fit together? And the sequence that they hand the work off and even hand the discussion off and hand the contributions off. Well, then you've got something that can actually make your how work because you can get an idea actually actually implement it you can get yeah. the, uh, the ideation done you can get the implementation done and that is so important
0: awesome so which one do you want to begin with the four quadrants or the synergy of interdependence
1: quadrants i think
0: yeah, that one's pretty rich right here. So mm-hmm. so hold on to your seats, everybody, because we're going to have to blow through this because I'm sure uh, we don't want to go on forever and ever. But we have, you know, two years of podcasts as well that you can go back through. But for the purpose of this book and... The what this is called, it's the Eisenhower matrix. So this is not new, but this quadrant model was made famous by Covey. And I'm sure most of the listeners have seen this because almost every training company uses it now. And if you've been through the time management or Covey and I've been through all their training, I used to carry around that big old, remember the time management? I had every year, I had like, you know, seven years, I think before I started going electronic. My purse even had like the book in it. It was hilarious, and so um, so it's really the Eisenhower Matrix. And basically, what it breaks down is if you think about the quad model. So think about a box, and then um, there's four pieces in you know four boxes within the box. Okay, and then at the top of uh, the two boxes, it's urgent and not urgent, and to the right, it's important. And not important. And so I'm just going to go through each of the quadrants because it doesn't really matter where it lies in the in the um, uh, quadrant model. It's just that quadrant one is important and urgent. Okay, so this is you're in firefighting mode, you just lost the client or, you know, some major happened, it's important, you got to take care of it right away. Quadrant two is it's important and not urgent. So this is, you know, you're planning, The uh, future focused of it's really important, but I don't really need to do it today because there's nothing that's going to be hurt today by not doing it. And this is
1: the one that always gets the short shrift. mm -hmm. It's like nobody, uh, we don't have time for that right now
0: exactly example, and it's that's so probably important. the
1: survival of your business in the next five years but yeah i can see i don't have time
0: well and that's where the money is it's actually the planning it's like it, yeah you're it's it's delayed gratification in quadrant two yep and so and that's in the book it says hey this is the the place you need to spend your time and we'll talk about the misnomer associated with just stating that in its umbrella fashion in just a moment okay And quadrant three is not important and urgent. So this is interruptions, ringing phones, email. Often we talk about help desk. These people live in quadrant three, right? (laughs) (laughs) Customer service, right? Uh, quadrant four is that it's not urgent and not important so this is a time waster uh, I would say you know watching TV or videos or you know people used to say social media and I think yes if you're just scrolling through social media but it also can be a huge asset to your business and is underappreciated uh, because that could also be in a different quadrant yep. so uh, those are the four quadrants and then how about this Alan I will go ahead and name the quadrant And then we can discuss each of the core natures of work and the challenge that they would have in the area and also the brilliance that they could bring to each quadrant and talk a little bit about the content versus the context because the context of quadrant one, two, three, four is great, but the content and the examples that each core nature of work is going to excel at something and a part of it or nothing at all, right? They just don't, they're not gonna excel there. I think is really critical to discuss. Yeah, great. Yeah, and if you want to, uh, well, maybe uh, discuss a little bit, Alan, about that context versus content. How about we do it? We'll start with the shakers. Uh, So the shakers in quadrant one, which is uh, it's important and it's urgent.
1: Yeah, and this is a great place for the shakers because you're, when you're firefighting, you've got to, you need an idea. You've got a problem. You have no solution. You've got to come up with a solution. You got to come up with, with it fast and you've got to come up with something that's not the same old tired stuff. You may need something. That's a big idea. Shakers are re- really become, uh, they excel at this.
0: Well, they get excited about it. Yep. Right. Love it. Love and, it. I, and I think one of the things here is shakers are really great at that. Just, you know, perhaps bring that mover along with you because you know, we and there's the context versus the content, is we want to shove everybody only in one quadrant, right? Yeah, but but
1: that's a good point.
0: Really, each quadrant should have somehow all four of them working, or maybe one not at all, right? Based off of of it. And so I think Shakers, you're right, come up with great ideas. And it's like, okay, you came up with a great idea. As soon as we, you know, pick the ideas, set of ideas, it's like, hmm. right like there's more that goes into the content where you just say important and urgent then you're like okay well everybody has to live there and that's not the truth but but shakers excel there for sure
1: Uh, and shakers are not going to get their ideas uh implemented anyway without movers to pick the best one to, to lay the plan to get it to get it going So uh, we we all need each other. It's just as different shades in these quadrants.
0: Exactly. But shakers are the leader. Like they're like, give me a problem. Oh, it's a problem. Like it's a challenge. Let's go. Shaker
1: country. Yep.
0: Yeah. It's almost like shakers are like thrive there and movers know that they need to be there. (laughs) So, but you know, if you lead a a prover or maker in there, that's going to be, and we'll talk about that in a minute. So, okay. So quadrant two is important and not urgent right so this is that future vision mission you know ma- making sure things don't go wrong so how is a shaker in quadrant two
1: yeah so so there you've got now you don't have the urgency so what you what you've got is the the uh, mover i think emerging as leader in there because uh those are the those are the people who are going to uh uh, you know, lay a few ideas on the table, and it's a, and it's the mover who looks naturally looks out ahead and sees what's going to happen, and then kind of manages all that, and so they become, they emerge much more as a leader, because now we're not, you know, the fire isn't burning.
0: So yeah. I would say, since we're focused on the shaker now, then the whole thing is, is that now, how we talked about, and I think you probably need both, the mover and the shaker are going to be- yep two more that focus, but since we're focused on the shaker, I think that you just hit the pitfall is, is that they're not going to have a fire in their belly, but still focusing in a team perspective of, you know, those two are going to just naturally perform in that quadrant. Right. And so, um, and then I, in a moment when we move to mover, shaker, improver, uh, our, our maker we can talk about you know that but for the purpose of important not urgent in the task typically in there you're gonna see your shaker not have the fire in the belly but at the same time the mover needs the shaker yep so i think it's the reverse of quadrant one okay so now in quadrant three uh being a shaker Now, it's not important and not urgent. This is hilarious. Interruptions. Well, this is hilarious, actually, with a shaker. I'm not sure what you're going to say, but I know what I would say as far as a shaker, not important and not urgent.
1: Yeah. It would be like, what are we doing here? That would be what I would would say. At the
0: same time, here we go. It's also playing. Not important and not urgent is also, think about it, like shakers and help desk. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, you're a shaker and you're like, whoo, I get all these different calls. It's not important, it's not urgent, but it's It's fun. It's fun. So, there's the thing is like, they don't want to do the email and the phone and like that, that uh, uh, content, right? They don't want to do that content, but Mm -hmm. there's other content that they would love. Yeah. which is how can I play with a new app to see if we can use it? How can I, you know, get, uh, and if you're on help desk, woohoo, I get to go solve a problem. If you're a techie shaker, I get to go do this. I get to do that. So I think that is the misnomer with this is that until you get to content within each of the quadrants, mm-hmm. you're not going to realize what part of the work that you excel, if at all. Right. Cause some quadrants you're just going to be foreign to. And then, okay, so let's see. Quadrant four, this is funny. So quadrant four, uh, not important and not urgent. (laughs) So this is basically time wasting. So shaker and time wasting.
1: (laughs) Yes. Well, uh, that means, well, shakers digress. (laughs) We'll sit around and start a business. Well, what can we do now? Well, let's do something different. You know, this is such an awful business. Let's make the business more fun.
0: And you know what? That's really interesting because when you look at the whole future-based mission vision, like they can take a chunk, look at how they respond in quad one and quad two. And then in quad four, it's like, Ooh, here's a pitfall. Like as a shaker, you got to make sure that you don't go down the rabbit hole in a million different ways. Right. Mm -hmm. And that is why I think as a shaker, understanding the principles and the principle centered piece and how it applies to each of the four quadrants is critical. Okay. So now movers, movers, quadrant one, important and urgent.
1: Yep. So, uh, movers are there, but as a, you know, let's get through this quickly. Let's stay focused. Let's, let's, uh, Make sure we pick the right idea, but let's not get off track. Let's do something we could do now that's got to be done, got to be done, that kind of thing. They can be a, kind of keeping it, you know, kind of cracking the whip and making that, making yeah. it get done fast and focused and well.
0: Yeah, and I think pulling, again, the team, right? The first thing they should do is go figure out, I got this problem, okay? what, what, What do you think we could do about it? So it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of the opposite. It's kind of that mover and shaker in quadrant one really work together well as a team. And again, there you go as far as um, you know, that synergistic approach. And having the synergistic approach to the quadrant is I think key what we're talking about here. So, okay, quadrant two, mover, important, not urgent.
1: Mm-hmm. So mover, this is mover land. <laughs>
0: that, uh, this is so moverland.
1: This is the person who set who sees the vision, but it's like, how are we gonna get there from here?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that is uh, you know, okay, the shaker. That's not important now, but give me some more on this one over here. That's important now. They know what order things are gonna come. They can set priorities and they can they can put one foot in front of the other one, whereas the, the shaker the shaker is kind of sequence impaired. And so it depends so much on the mover for that. Just like, well, how can we see our way from here to there? That's yeah, yeah. Really and I
0: think you're. I think you hit the nail on the head on the brilliance of the mover. And a pitfall here, being a mover, is that you want it done by Friday, and you might be talking about a two-year. Gig. Oh yeah. <laughs> right? Like you're, you get it. No, really you get it. It's important and it's not urgent, but these are the things that are visionary and it's the five-year overnight success. You have to do it to get to the success. However, a lot of times the patience is a big pitfall, I think, in quadrant two uh, for a mover, right? And, and you have to pull your whole team in because even though you're spending time in quadrant two, you still need the ideas. And as you hit And you need the prover to tell you everything that needs to go wrong. And you have to have the maker to be able to be repetitive on it. So this is a real critical point guard piece, I think, as understanding in your organization, who are you asking to do what content within quadrant two, important, not urgent. Okay, mover quadrant three, not important and not urgent. So interruptions, email, phone, right?
1: Not important, Dan. Urgent. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, this is like other people needing your time right now. And so-
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Not important. Yeah.
1: You're a mover. How do you feel when people keep interrupting you and calling you and you're working on, you're working on something? I mean, you can handle it probably easier than anybody.
0: It's a death sentence in my opinion. You know why? Because as a mover, you're the one that's typically the proactive one. So if, and it's okay, I think if it's at a limitation. I think the brilliance of it is that you can understand and set priorities of when you get interrupted, right? Like, right. I think that's a big deal because if you're trying to get longer term, like projects done and you're interrupted constantly, the challenge is, is that it takes your brain, depending on what you're working on, 10 to 20 minutes to get back into the quote unquote groove. Hmm. And that's, I think, a big pitfall because movers know they need everybody. And so, they can spread themselves thin in this quadrant with non-important um, and urgent because those interruptions just suck your time, you know, over time. Uh, and they suck your energy, right, over time.
1: Well, this, is, this really is the closest one to me to pure time management. So, you know, one strategy is to uh, uh, answer your phone calls uh, from 11 to 12 in the morning and from 4 to 5 right? And then return all your calls at that time too. And then not have the phone ring for the rest of the time. You know what I mean? So you can kind of free yourself a little bit from the urgent that's not important and still have time to get your stuff done. Pure time management, I think.
0: Yes, I agree with you. Okay. Now, mover on the time waster. (laughs) Not important. (laughs) Not urgent.
1: So... To me, that's just like an an anathema to the, to the mover, not important, you know, uh, yeah, let's, (laughs) let's laugh about this now. Okay, everybody, come on, we got stuff to do.
0: Oh, my gosh, I cannot tell you. And here's a pitfall, by the way, Mm -hmm. setting the standard of how other people need to take a break, right? And then how do you set the standard That you're not looking at everyone's computer, going, "What the hell's wrong with you? (laughs) Get back to work!" You know, we've got stuff to do here, right? And and you don't have to worry about this as a maker as much because they're doers really well too, right? And but with everyone else, they might need some space to actually sometimes time wasting gives you a reprieve like it might not be for the mover but that's a big pitfall when you're working with a team is that if you don't let people take a break or don't let them in it movers should and honestly they should take more breaks they probably they're sharpen the saw right you know the seven habit and so that's a big pitfall i think with being a mover in quadrant four okay so let's move on to provers provers in quadrant one right? Important and urgent.
1: Yeah. So I, I, <laughs> so, so there's a, uh, you know, they, they might even question the fact that it is important.
0: <laughs> that is so true. They want you to tell them the 50 things of why it's yeah. urgent, right? Instead of, you know, you're like, yeah, it's going to hit the bottom line. It's going to do this. It's like, and they just need so much details associated with that. It's crazy.
1: <laughs>
0: that's funny. That's so true. So yeah, this is not a place that the prover shines. But one thing that they could probably learn from, so is a pitfall of that is, is that when somebody does say it's urgent, how do you respond to that? And it's typically, if you're using a process, it's the mover that's going to go to the prover, right? It's like, how can you then just agree it's urgent and ask not the questions of, determining if it's urgent, but determining the problem, right, right, of what we could do. And another thing is, is that if the prover's having that challenge, what do you go do? Run the process.
1: Run the process, and that puts the prover, shifts them into a role of, of saying, predicting what's going to go wrong with the solution rather than than uh, attacking whether the problem itself is urgent or important. So then at least you you're forwarding now. And uh, and it's just as occupying and just as satisfying for the prover to be in that space.
0: Exactly. It moves them. So that's an idea where you can look at quadrant one and you can't just hand it off, but you can stop for a second and believe me that, you know, 10 or 15 minutes you're going to take bringing them in and allowing them to then shine in that space. Yes. You know, they're probably not going to deliver anything, but you need them. Uh, it can allow the shaker and the mover then to be, successful as well. Oh
1: yeah, it can, it can make all the difference. Just just identifying what uh, what the consequences of, of this action are going to be because then you can fail the idea in concept form and it won't cost you anything, money, time or anything and uh, it avoids black eyes. So it's a really important piece.
0: Yes, yes. Okay, prover in quadrant two, the important and not urgent. So vision.
1: Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> again, you, you want... You know they're gonna they're gonna try to slow you down by analyzing, uh you know, well, why are we even planning this? And uh, you know, we got a perfectly good business now. That's ridiculous. And if you can get them off that, and again, getting them into the process and um, start hypothesizing the future, what would it take to get there? What can go wrong? Make sure they have their role in that, and uh, that can make a big, big difference.
0: Yeah, I love that run. You know, with the prover. It really does. All, it, I think it really helps them, especially in ideation, when you hit a wall to stop and give them what they need. And it, and it allows them to shine in every one of these other areas.
1: Remember, yeah, because- I, I knew a prover who said, uh, I need more detail. And I said, well, why do you need more detail? And he and he laughs and he says, so I can pick it apart. You know what? He's right and he's good at that, and 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 he did. And it's like, oh, never thought of that.
0: Exactly. And then that's the brilliant part. And as a prover, the way you can, when you get frustrated because you're thrown in to that situation, is understand and ask to run the process. Get your prover and get your shaker there and say, I just need to take the 10, 15 minutes to be able to get what I need so that they can shine in their brilliance in that quadrant, right? Yep. And so, okay. So quadrant three, not important and urgent. So interruptions. I think this one's interesting for the prover. No,
1: provers don't like to be interrupted no matter what. So that's, uh, that's one of the big, the big pieces there is that uh, they really don't like spending their time there. And, uh, and probably uh, what uh, another way of saying uh not important, but urgent usually means it's what's important to somebody else, but not you. (laughs) And so they, it's like, really, really you're going to bother me with this. So uh, they just do not, uh, not play in that space if they can, if they can help it.
0: Yes, I agree. I agree. Except we're here, here, let, let's go to the content though. Right. Remember, um, Oh, no, no. I was thinking shaker, not prover. I was thinking prover shaker and, um, what, you know, provers never love interruptions.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. They
0: like to focus and focus on their, the task at hand. So yep. I was going back to our Alaska group. Right. Right. Okay. Now quadrant four for the prover, not important and not urgent. So our time wasters.
1: Yeah. And, and again, that's probably, uh, the prover is uh, not going to uh, not going to like that too much. Would be my my uh, analysis, uh, but it would be you know it would be kind of like loose time, and they might get into some subject and get in there well, but they'll be debating something else that has nothing to do with the business or whatever.
0: Yeah, and and for a prover, I think they're a lot of times they recharge, but they recharge as a time waster in a different way. And I'll give you an example. So you're working on a project, you've had your headphones on, you've been digging in it, digging in it, digging it. And then for you, wasting time is to look at some other program <laughs> that is like not in any of the quadrants that you're probably not going to use if at all, right. But just like relaxing and they're relaxing is not you know, necessarily watching a video or some, maybe it's a training video, but they have a different way in quadrant four than most of the others as far as the time waster, but it's not typical, right? Yep. They they are a focused group typically, at least your Uber provers are. So, okay. So now the last one, maker. So maker in quadrant one, important and urgent.
1: Yeah. Get me out of here.
0: Exactly. They're going to run and hide here. Okay. <laughs>
1: and,
0: and they really don't need to be, ever put into this quadrant i mean if it's important and urgent you're not creating a checklist that needs to be replicated unless it's like oh let's not ever let this happen again and then you get it to the maker but they just don't even belong in this quadrant at all
1: yeah because it's a it's a threat first of all and they don't like that because it's going to disrupt the system that they love running smoothly and they don't want to see that happening that's a catastrophe and then plus then they're frustrated because there's not much they can do about it ideas to fix this well i don't i don't know
0: yeah this is when they go back to their desk and sweat
1: manual where's the manual is it in the manual we can fix this
0: yeah exactly okay quadrant two important and not urgent for makers
1: yeah so i think it's a little the same thing but with a different face it's like um you know can you let me know when the real work starts (laughs) you guys are all blue skying and dreaming and uh, uh, you know, I just soon, uh, uh, you know, you really don't need me here, do you?
0: Yeah. And quadrant two really by default is a ideation future.
1: Yes. Based yeah, conversation.
0: And so, yeah, makers just, just avoid quadrant one and two people that know them don't ask them because they're going to sit there and just worry about the work that they've got back at their, the real work, yeah. right. The that they've work. got. Exactly. Okay. Quadrant three, not important and urgent for a maker.
1: Yeah, geez, that's a, that's starting to have a, a chance to shine now. I think,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, even though it's not important, it's like, well, here, let me handle that for you. You know, yeah. we'll, this is done just right. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna make you a, I'm gonna make you a chart you, like you never seen before.
0: Yeah, and they're really good at repetitive things. Like the email might not be the same, but think about getting really if you're doing a focused, you know, position, you're gonna get the same type of emails. I mean, heck, that's why we write FAQs and things like this. Makers are really good at answering the same questions over and over again, right? That it's still urgent. When you think about customer service, makers do really well. Why? Because they get the same questions day in, day out. And it's okay with them. And it's still urgent. It's something that needs to be fixed immediately.
1: Here's a Um, new person who doesn't know the answer. It's great.
0: Yeah, and think about it. Reports, they're great at, hey, We need this report from these different pieces. Click this button. Do this. Compile this, and hand it here. Right? They're great at that work, and that really is by default urgent, especially if you have a meeting with the CEO on Thursday at eight. Right? That is an urgent thing, and if it's seven o'clock, you you know someone's going to have to get on it. They're great in that um, quadrant.
1: Yep. Yep. Okay.
0: So the last one, quadrant four, not important and not urgent for a maker.
1: Yeah. Well, that's. That's a pretty good one.
0: Mm-hmm. I think,
1: again, it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, well, tell me, uh, do you use those file folders with the tabs on the left or on the right? And, <laughs> well, I kind of like them on the left. Yeah, I know, but I've tried them on the right, and I'm just not sure. Maybe you can, let's talk about this some more.
0: Yeah. And I think this is an interesting one on the uh, content as well. Cause the context is a time waster, but think mm-hmm. about the content of what you're saying, which is like, wow, that's really like, you're not really doing anything, even though you think you're doing something. Cause remember, makers are doers. Yeah. So they it's the context of the doing that is the pitfall for them in quadrant four. Oh, good one. Right. Yeah. Because at the same time they're doers and they, they want to get something done. I mean, they eat checklists for breakfast, right? Oh. Uh, and real Uber makers are not slackers. They, but if you're like analyzing the snot out of every little thing, I think that's a really big pitfall where you don't realize you're wasting time, but you have to realize if you're a maker, being aware of, your, the self, of yourself that you're a maker and or if you're a leader into teaching them right, this. Now remember that we all lead, we lead at different times and that's what we're talking about here with the quadrants is we dump everybody and say, here's the four quadrants. Yep. Instead of looking at them, looking at the context versus the content and then also looking at what core nature of work based off of what that is, is who's going to excel and being really aware of that.
1: Yep.
0: All right, I think one so. Of the,
1: real, the real key things here too is being on the same page as to what actually is important because that conversation about the tabs on the file folders could be one of the most important things.
0: Mm -hmm. And it could be not, right?
1: Because they, because maybe they couldn't find something if the tab was on the wrong side, it would get lost in the drawer. Mm
0: -hmm. So, uh,
1: you know, it could be hugely important to them.
0: I totally agree. And it's understanding that, right? And it's understanding yourself and think about that. That was maybe quadrant four, but that was maybe quadrant two
1: hmm. Right? right. It's right. like,
0: how do you and there's the context versus the content. So you yeah. have to be really aware that the 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 matrix uh, is the it's the context. You still have to go a couple layers deep in how do you use the matrix and the context, and also then bring it a level lower to the content yeah. and overlay the core nature of work. And a model that you can use and a method that you can use.
1: Yeah, and that's usually what's missing in these books is they're high in context and low in content sometimes, or vice versa. Well, but but you, they, you, <laughs> they, they, you have to have them both to really get something done.
0: Well, you know, what is that quote? Uh, gosh, you said that um, innovation is simple. You just use Teams, but nobody oh, Peter Drucker. Does that. Yeah,
1: you does. just use Teams, but Nobody knows how to do. There you it. Go.
0: Have synergy. Do this well. This is perfect. That was a perfect quote. I didn't even do that on purpose, because uh, we're now moving on to the synergy of interdependence, right? Something that everybody says, yes, yes, we need. And again, that quote is innovation is simple. You use teams. Yeah. But nobody knows how, right? And this is Peter Drucker, a huge visionary.
1: Yes. Yes, and the beautiful thing is, uh, we all agree with this. Uh, But think of the innovation meeting that lasts two hours and nothing gets done.
0: Yeah, you mean the one that uh, we audited?
1: Yeah, that's where... (laughs) I know
0: what you're talking about.
1: Stumble all over everything. Oh, my God. It's so stupid because I did an idiotic thing, an idiotic report. They said, what's your report? I said, 37 to 36. Oh, thanks a lot. That's a great report. I said, well, it's short. Well, what do you mean? Well, how many ideas were advanced? We counted those and there were 37 ideas. How many of them got shot down? 36 of them. And Which one didn't get shot down? The very last one at the end of the meeting. Why? Because everyone wanted to get out of the meeting.
0: They were too tired. Too
1: tired and (laughs) so annoyed.
0: It's painful being in that meeting. And the reason why is we just dump everybody in a room and go, good luck, right? And the thing is, is that it's, it's having a process. So you have to have a process of interdependence. And that reminds me of, we often with Deming, uh, identify 94% of failure is process failure, not right. people failure. But think right. about that, Alan. Everybody thinks of that as a checklist. No, it's a process for everything you want to implement. So, using a process for interdependence, it's not like, "Hey, be interdependent." I mean, it's that's like learning by osmosis, right? Mm-hmm. So, you really have to get to, uh, you know, figuring out what we're going to do, and then how we're going to implement it, right? Breaking it down into those two pieces.
1: Yep, and when we do that we need to realize one kind of little aha, and that's when you really get down into it. And that is there are really two kinds of these processes. And one is for early phase, and the other is for the later phase. So everything goes in a predictable order. So where you start out with ideation, you're trying to get an idea that's thought through, the one that's where you've taken all the obstacles and all the pitfalls out of it, and, And in that process of ideation, you're handing off between movers, shakers, provers and makers. The mover uh, acts as the so-called point guard. They run the process and because they're such a perfect intermediary between the two, what we call the red light relationship between the shaker and the prover. Shakers launch ideas, provers say that won't work. Shaker launches another idea. Oh, we tried that. So they're always fighting. So it's the mover that relates best to both of them individually. And so if you get the ideas through the mover as the point guard, then the ideation thing happens like two to three times faster. The same is true once you have an idea that's thought through and that's phase two implementation. Well, there the leadership shifts to the prover. Prover becomes the point guard, why? Because it's the prover that gets on well with the mover as we just said, but the prover also gets on with the maker. Mm -hmm. So the prover now is the center point between the maker, who's going to be doing the details and implementing the idea. And then every time there's a problem that the, that the, that the maker can't solve, it goes back to the prover. And if the prover can't solve it, it goes back to the mover. And so there's a.
0: And then you go back and run the ideation. If if the mover can't figure it out, right. The mover goes back to the shaker, but if it's a deal killer, right? You go back to ideation. And so it's this balance between the two of what are we going to do? How are we going to implement it? And then you're using everybody. So again, interdependence is we're all, we need everybody. We need you at different times and everyone is a leader in their own right. It's not just, we always lead towards the movers and the shakers. That's why there's that cliche and we kind of use it is because everybody looks at them. Well, that's why stuff blows up. So you're doing great in the ideation most likely, but you didn't think about what was going wrong and everything blows up and everybody is irritated about the piece of the work that they need to do. Yeah. We've okay. never seen that happen, Alan.
1: Never ever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's the it's it's typical. It's like that, it's like, okay, and it's funny working with companies. They think like we're some miracle workers and uh, we can read their mind when we've never even see their, seen their team and we only see their profiles and who's on their team and we tell about how everybody responds. And it's like, it's not rocket science. It's based off 110 years of marketing research, the law of diffusion of innovations. Right. And so, well, this was a rich, rich, rich um, Podcast. I don't know about you, but whoo, I'm feeling like hopefully our listeners could uh, keep up with that. And of course, we've got other podcasts that you could refer to, looking at the specifics of the process. And you can go to our website at www. Oh, of course, why did I say www?
1: Because <laughs> well, it's hard to pronounce.
0: There you go. It's the People Catalysts, and that's plural because, of course, we need you all but just at different times.com. Well, thanks so much Alan. Oh, and I want to mention our beta test for our version 2 assessment, the Hudo assessment will be out. So there'll be a link in the social media piece, as well as on our website. Uh, We typically charge $60 for this, but through the beta testing, you can get it absolutely free. So check it out and feel free to email us directly. And thanks again, Alan, for your words of wisdom as always.
1: And yours, and I just want you to know that after this information rich podcast, I feel like going and doing something not important and not urgent. (laughs)
0: you up on that, my friends. That's right. a good one. Thanks. Yeah. Until next time, Alan. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the People Catalyst podcast. And remember, it's a good life.